Okay, so I was just going to tell my husband we're on our way to the hospital for me. And I was just thinking, I think I'm going to do a podcast about that subject one of these days. And what was the subject about again, Nani? What we were just talking about? I thought I was talking about something important. You were talking about people's names. Oh, okay. I was telling my husband that, you know, on the streets with like, you know, um, people that aren't, you know, of good ambition sometimes because of their their um, foreseen circumstances, whether it be in past or in present as in perfection. So anyways... Um, I was telling my husband, I hate living, I hated hanging out with those kinds of people in the tweaker world because, you know, you can never just go in their house, sit down on the couch and go like this. And wait 3,000, wait three seconds to take an inhale in. I told him it's so nerve wracking hanging out with um, uncouth people that I have to constantly be on my security lookout, I have to be on my toes, I have to be on my tippy toes, I have to have my awareness, I have to have my focus, focusness and I have to hone in on stupid little stuff that I hear or something that could become a major problem and I have to start to devise a plan if or what all scenarios could provide me with some type of um, leaving obstacle of that situation, you know, of getting the fuck out of there. So, yeah, um, it's nice to be able to relax around my husband because I was able to take a deep sigh and I'm in total, utter pain and I'm going to the emergency room out of, out of town, another, out of another um, zip code um, category also, out of a different county too, so it's a, quite of a ride. And I'm in a lot of pain, so I thought that um, I would switch things up this time. Instead of being crabby and maniacal and evil and devil when I'm I'm in pain and I feel like the world has just like dropped me, I decided to change things up this time in my situation and think more on the positive tones, perhaps. And of this is, uh, for instance, what I did. Instead of feeling sorry for myself, because now, in retrospect, saying it right now in skin time, it feels like I was complaining and whining a lot about my situation with my um, outbreaks of, you know, pain. And I do see it, you know, unfortunately, some, you know, I'm kind of thick in the head and it takes me a while to learn things. And, but I am proud of the fact that I finally did learn it, because I don't want to be totally left behind in terms of learning and growing in life. For reals, honestly, you know? So anyways, um, I realized that today, like an epiphany just now to you guys, to the world, that I was a dumbass, and I once was a frog, and I did kiss a toad, and I'm I'm going to learn to love my life. (laughs) This is Jennifer Mendoza, and I can solemnly swear that that's the whole truth, the plain truth and nothing but the truth, you know, so help me, universe. So, anyways. Okay, honey, you know what? I did a potty not too long ago. Oh, okay. I'll get it on if you roll your window up. Deal? Oh, yeah. Smell that beautiful cavern of chocolate starfish paint in the dairy section here. Oof. Dude, that's kind of disgusting that. That's fertilizer? That cow dung? I'm talking to my audience now. If it smells this nasty when it's fresh, 
then does that mean that the bulls are attracted to that type of um, wicked stent um, that the females emit so that she may attract a bull? Because if it is, that's, I'm glad we eat those, those asses, those fuckers then, because that's nasty shit. <laughs> It stinks right now. It's really yucky. But I love the smell of, um, I think it's hay, huh, Robert? The, yeah, I love the smell of hay. Um, I don't mind the smell of cow dung itself, per se, but not on fresh fertilizer. Like when they get the alfalfa, um, you know, um, warehouses of hay out here in the in, um, country. Um, once in a while, it's, since it's, it gets to be triple digits out here, sometimes in uh, late spring, once in a while, if you go by these dairies, you can smell a fresh smell of it. It smells like a cottonwood leaf trees. You smell a whiff of wind from that, but that's from the hay, actually, you know? And it's a very distinct smell because it almost feels like it has little thorns in the air while you're sniffing it through your, smelling, pulling it through your nostrils. So you know the difference out here between the types of um, herbs and the trees and, and, you know, stuff like that. So anyways, yeah, that's the first part that hits the upper part of the palate of the, the uh, sphere of the human senses, right, is the smell. And then after that, it's the, it's the deciphering, or it's the, um, what do you call it? When you want to give um, an answer to a to a question, like if I have a question, you, um, what would be the answer. directive of that answer? Like it equals. It's like sounds like that. Well, all of a sudden, he's just like my kids. Do you guys? Did your kids ever do that shit to you guys? Like you would, all, your kids are just spouting off all kinds of these smart things, right? And then all of a sudden you get in front of somebody that you really want your kid to show off for, in front of, and you're like, say it, honey. And you're looking down at him, you're patting him on. Say it, honey, say what you said to mommy yesterday. How the astral projection of future funnel rejections almost add to the incarnal innate aptitude and aptitude of the psyche of gray matter. You're like, say it, and then you're kind of looking at your kid like, say it, don't you remember? You know, my husband just pulled that on me. <laughs> you know, but you know what? It's cool because um, at least he lets me tarry on, and that is spelled in the old English. T as in Tom, A as in Alpha, R as in Romeo, R as in Romeo, Y as in Yankee, Terry, like the word Terry or name. Well, the other word for Terry is T-A-R-Y, and that means something different from this Terry in different parts of the world. Like um, the T-A-R-Y word in a different part of uh, of the European um, Union, it could have meant something back in 1506, um, pre before you know JC times. So it could be it could have meant a number of things in, in those days in um, the early languages like Terry. She went to Terry because she lost her scarf. Um, it could be also used in place of cry and carry and you're wearing on. And so Terry is actually, wary is uh, a derivative from the original word Terry. So yeah. You know, I just, I was listening to the radio today, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, chillins, and um, aliens, and Martians, and UFOs, and spirit animals, and wizards, and witches and decks of hands and military and strength and rind and bones. I just want to let y'all know that I think that I really dig life. And 
I hope that I can make it up to the people that I went through life with someday of what I really, the hell I put that person through, honestly, because I am not no walk in the park. And for someone to stay with the likes of me this long in any form or connection, <laughs> I do appreciate it, honestly. And I do see, you know, what havoc that I have wreaked. And I, I don't want to do that. I want to sew it back up so that it can be, you know, as much as I can. Because I freaking appreciate people still sticking with me after all these years and this late in life. You know, <laughs> you know. So, anyways, with that said, um, I am grateful to have Robert with me tonight because he does kick in, and it seems like he has been kicking in in terms of like stepping up to the plate a lot lately. And it has also it's been a wonderful blessing because he's been consistent about it, and that's what I really, really appreciate. You know. And not only he's been consistent about stepping up to the plate for me lately, um, he hasn't complained or tarried or tarried on, you know what I'm saying? He had, or carried on, on on the things that I do owe since he has been stepping up. You know what I'm saying? Usually that's, that's how, and it's normal for humans to participate in, um, you know, engagement like this. You know, but what's really wonderful is that if you are able to notice and realize, you know, the beautiful recognition powers that your mate is, you know, protruding towards you. It's really cool. I, I, I'm accepting it right now and I just can't wait to get started in life so I can pay back these people that I treated like assholes our whole life because like I keep telling everybody, don't believe everything everyone says. And just because I say it, I'm speaking about me, Jennifer, don't necessarily take that for religion. Don't take that for a birthright. Don't take it for any right take it for no wrong and then go search for the right and do research on um, any person or situation or subject or religion or question or matter that is like that's to be honorable loyal and uh, forgiving and accepting you know that's why I do do research on myself and I make sure I, I, I go down the checklist every night before I go to bed I try to to be honest not every night not like on um Halloween and I'm eating candy and pass out because I'm stoned. Not that every night, but I try to get back to the senses and stone of my soul. And that stone actually made a big, um, shallow, hollow opening within me. Now that may be a bad thing if I just let that hollow part of me, um, be incensed with hate and, and uh, regret and repentance and, and anger. But I have filled that void with such an autonomous key of, of energy in life that I'm like a wind-up doll, you know, so when other people see me slowing down or dropping out of the game for a while, like, you know, people that listen to my podcast, don't trip out like that on, you know, me or, you know, what am I doing? Where'd she go? What's, what's going on? Are we ever going to hear from her again? Don't, I'm just saying, um, please try not to. That's all I can say. Cause you know, I told, people told me the gods and goddesses have told me a billion times and the human, um, people don't you know dig out on me Jen you, this is just a part of life you know I never never understood that phrase or saying <laughs> all I knew is that it meant from the tits lady so okay so anyways I'll tell you another story I'm still on the freeway on the way to the emergency room and my husband is driving 
he knows just to block me out. He's really good at that, yeah. When he doesn't want to hear you or about you or from you, he just wants to be left alone. He's in his zone, so. And he's cool like that way too, you know, because he still lets me be myself. You know, like here we are. I'm doing a podcast. I even put him on the stand a couple of times for some interview questions, you know. And then I figured out that, you know, sometimes in life um, I got to pay homage and um, omit and um, offer and sacrifice tributes to people that are the closest to me that I think I'm more superior over. You see, those kinds of things in life really are beautiful, you know, because it's for your future wealth and their well-being. You're not going to send a human being away all fucked up in their head, you know, because you want to give it to them. You know, you make sure that, you know, when you send a human off, especially if you've been in a serious or intimate uh, relationship, try to make sure humans out there, including myself, that you um, send off that person with a bit of wealth on their road. You know, you got to pay it forward somehow, some way. If you have no financial means, then respectfulness, kindness and empathy and, and forgiveness, thoughtfulness completeness and um, happiness to let that person go in love and light I mean I don't want to continue life in this dark world if, if my ex just pushed me out like that and said fuck you Jennifer I'm going to take you down down to the devil when we break up you're going to go so far down honey you're going to wish you were born because I've had those types of relationships and I know we all have We've had some psycho lingo dick in our life before that has just freaking left us in ruins in relationships. And I'm just not for that, you know? Um, I'm more of a patient woman. I have patience in the things that I desire, want, and hope for, and long, you know? Um, therefore, they all die sooner or later. <laughs> Now, that's one scary true thing that's been happening to me lately. Honey. Um, I, I noticed it was happening around me. And it would happen in, like, in different crowds with people. And um, different places and different times. Different um, scenarios. You know? Um, in all different parts of society and in my own intimate family, right? And I started to question it. Uh, I guess on this last... Um, a reoccurrence that had happened um, there is a person who is in death now but this male subject that I had known through you know a mutual friend had really 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 been mean to me wrong rude um, disrespectful and just you know the only thing he didn't do was marry me or rape me you know what I'm saying he just he didn't physically touch me he was just really a really dicky do to me, you know, and, uh, and all, and I can honestly, honestly say to all the gods, you know, that I sincerely tried to make peace with this man, you know, uh, he would be insulting me and I would be putting, you know, things in my mind in the back of my throat to, uh, Jen, how do you want to deal with this situation? Do you want to just take the foe down now and tell him what he's going to get? Or do you want to just bail and just let it be a magic set where, you know, they're just going to pull out a magic card and what's going to, a card and who's it going to entail him and your friend or what and where and why, you know, and do you want to go through with it? You know, as a witch in Wicca, 
Um, I'm a certified Wiccan, but um, that's one of the traits and flavors and favors and rules and scores that we as witches and future prosperous wizards have to be learned. We have to be taught and we have to know. It's kind of like the one of the it's a, one of the Ten Commandments that it is for other people of uh, the different religion than Wicca. That's one of our Ten Commandments is, you know, to make sure that you know you've answered a hundred questions and none of them involving yes or you. You have to go down a checklist. That's what uh, honorable people do in, in witchcraft, you know. So, I mean, like, we've had um, instances in the... Um, Wicca world where witches, they were so adamant about winning the lottery that they did a money spell and they um, they said, okay, um, in order for me to win this um, money, I will uh, do anything you want. So then this witch wins the lottery, millions of dollars, she's so stoked, but um, now she has to um, drop her husband off at the uh, funeral home because he had a heart attack, heart attack when she told him they won the lottery. See, so in spells, if you're not really super detail-oriented and picky and um, non-judgmental when you go to cast a spell, this is what happens in the witchcraft and magic and Wicca world, if you're not really super heavy on the ethics and uh, moralities of trying to be, you know, um, as good as a human as you possibly can when you go to project and cast and sphere this spell, you know, then... Wicca and all the spirits, you know, most, I'm not saying all because I know there's some different walks out there, but most um, practitioners of um, ESP or magic will um, often say um, that don't do the spell at all. It's just, you know, I've learned so much in Wicca. Um, the other one um, lesson that I was, it's one of, um, it's kind of like off, it's an off-road, one of the Ten Commandments, kind of like, you know, a little seer vein or chart. And with that um, main branch of the Wiccan class of magic, it states that when you go to buy any type of magic tools um, of any type of origin weapons or uh, uh, what would you call them? What do you call that? When you lay a platform out to worship, you know, um, like an idol. I guess I kind of forgot the name because it's been too much of a fucking pain to actually do it lately in my house, you know, and, um, altar, set up an altar, I can't do that where I'm at at this house, it really sucks, so, um, I just kind of like diss the name or forget, you know, the, the bitchin' definitions, anyways, um, one of the other, um, off-beaten rules of the road of Wicca, magic, witches, warlocks, and wizards, and never to deny or forget, nor de um, defend <laughs> our oh, vehicular vampires of the... Hmm. Oh, okay, okay. H2O. Hmm. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> um, one of the other class rules of being Wiccan, an honorable witch, is... Um, when you go to buy any types of magic tools for your ritual rituals um, on your altar, make sure that you do not quandary, quabble, squibble, quarrel, or negotiate a cheaper price than what the merchant is offering you. 
And I thought at first, okay, where are they getting at with this? Is this one great big uh, wicked corporation? This is what I'm thinking to myself in class, right, when I started learning these rules. Is this one type of big wicked corporation where they are the main chief suppliers of all witchcraft? And that means that they're giving you the inline, you know, in school, in department rules, behind the scenes rules, because you're going to be defending um, this, you know, entity one day. And I'm thinking, let's see what gives. So, um, so fast forward. Hey, Dad, he's a veteran. Peace. Thank you for my freedom. Yeah, my dad's a badass of um, of the military, um, American forces. Yeah, he was in all of the branches. And no, he wasn't a janitor. And he wasn't a cafeteria scooper, which those guys, you can find some freaking really super smart guys that do that too. So, And the fact that they went in there to scoop up shit just to give me free shit is cool in my shit anyways, you know? That's not talking shit. The difference between knowing your shit and knowing your shit. <laughs> so, um, anyways... You don't ever want to, we were taught as witches, don't, you don't ever want to bargain or try to scrooge you down the price of um, any magical tool. Because if you do that, and uh, this is, the fucking Wiccans are bitching people. They say um, in big letters, you get what you pay for. <laughs> That's all they say. End of, uh, you know, first frontline rules of Wicked are on the, you know, first couple pages like that. And they just end that chapter in the book of learning with the, the wicked form I was taught, they just end that chapter on there. You get what you pay for. Nothing else needs to be said, does it? No. And um, the reason why I bring this issue or subject up right now is because my daughter, did you guys all hear the potty I did with her as promised? Um, bolo alert, bolo done. Anyways, um, my daughter did a podcast with me recently when she was here in California. And whilst we were shopping uh, the day prior, we went to one of my favorite freaking magic places on one of them on the planet, you know? And it's this um, really beautiful, it's called um, Far, um, I th- what's it, Chinese shopping, I don't know what Fall Eastern, Far. Okay, um, so do you still deny you're the father? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't blame guys when that kind of stuff comes up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would become the president of the United States if somebody could accuse me of getting them pregnant. I would become the president of the United States just to do um, without any chick ever getting pregnant ever again on the face of this earth. That's cool. And, um, yeah, there is a stop in a clause, but, yeah, we're going to let Russia handle that over there, okay? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I would run and rule it dirty. That I couldn't have, I wouldn't that suck to be a guy and some stu- uh, stupid, you know, POA walks up in front of your, like, family. Oh, yeah, Charlie, I forgot to tell you, I'm pregnant with your child. <sighs> you wished, <laughs> you know. But, anyways, I know. I can't get off too key with my husband because he already hates my guts and he's already tolerating me. But, um, anyways, sayonara. Triple three, dos, sequis, over and out.